This week on Behind the PFP. I have a very sad crypto beginning. I first learned about Bitcoin when it was $80 and didn't buy it. Every time I went anywhere, like my feed was full of people with my face as the PFP. To go further into the absurd, Do Kwan has my face as his PFP. Definitely doesn't know who I am. It's Cosmos. Just make chains for fun on the, on the weekend. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the second episode of Behind the PFP. Today, I have my very first guest, and this is a special one for you. You have seen his face all over Twitter. He has taken the PFP world by storm, most recently, Joe Kwan's PFP. You might be wondering, who is Joe? Who the heck is Joe? Everyone wants to know, who is Joe? Well, ladies and gentlemen, today's special guest, I give you Cosmos Joe, and we get to know him on Behind the PFP. Joe, I'd love to know a bit about your background and how you first became interested in crypto. I have a very sad crypto beginning. Okay. I, I first learned about Bitcoin when it was $80 and didn't buy it. What year was that? I think it was like 2012. Somebody okay. was going to give me Bitcoin instead of money that they owed me. And I told him, I, I was like, I don't even have a smartphone. I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, I can give you $240 or I can give you these three Bitcoin. They're really cool. I've been trading them, making money, flipping them. I was like, just give me the $240. So that was 2012, 2015, 2016. One of my coworkers, boyfriends, every time we would go out, would just start talking to me about Bitcoin and like silver and all these things. But I was always like, I'm out. I don't want to hear about the like stuff that I, I need to learn. Right. So I just ignored him for like a year. Finally, fast forward to like 20. I think my first purchase was in 2017. I bought Ripple when it was like 25 cents. It was because my cousin told me to buy it. It was, I, I didn't know anything about it. I made a Coinbase account one day. I bought Ripple. I bought a little bit of Bitcoin and a little bit of Ethereum. Those are my, my entry into crypto. So what were you trying to buy in 2012 that this man was paying you in Bitcoin? Oh, I wasn't trying to buy anything. <laughs> I used to play in, a, in like an underground poker game and the guy who ran the game, it was, it was at his house. It was like a legitimate, legitimate game, I guess. You know, he was also the bank. So when people would leave, they would go to him, cash out their chips, and I had $240. So instead of free Bitcoin, I just took the 240 bucks. And that was that. Wow. You know, I've heard this. Quite a few professional poker players became crypto Bitcoin millionaires. I hear that poker players make good traders. I'm not a good trader. I think I have some work to do on the trading side. Why do you say that you're not a good trader? I never sell anything. So I buy and I don't sell. You sound like me. I sound <laughs> like a lot of people that are that I talk to on social media. We need to go to the same self-help traders class. I, I already have a plan the next time there's a bull run. I am 100%. I'm just going to dollar cost my way out the same way I dollar cost my way in. And then maybe the next bear market... I'll be like 90% in stable coins and everything will be good. Okay. So can you walk me through a little bit about your experience starting in 2017? Were you invested enough in that market to really feel the bear market that came afterwards? Or is this bear market the first true experience you've gone through? Huh. Last bear market, I, I wasn't really invested enough to, 
to really feel it, but it was boring. And I got caught up in the boredom. So I just stopped logging into my accounts. I didn't sell anything, but I stopped researching. I stopped learning. I didn't buy really anything during that, that long, like year and a half span where everything was cheap. I did log into my Coinbase account once. And I think like Ethereum was like 160 bucks and I had like 180 bucks in my Coinbase account. So I bought one and just logged out. And th that was like the only thing I bought when the prices were cheap. Mm -hmm. Before the bear market, my last Bitcoin buy was like 17,000, 17,500. It was like the middle of the night. I got up to go to the bathroom. I checked my phone because you just check your phone when the prices are going up every five minutes. I'm like Bitcoin was going up. I bought some Bitcoin with whatever money I had on a Coinbase. I went back to sleep. A month or two later, everything started crashing. But yeah, I bought basically the top. I bought the top this time too, but it was a very tiny purchase. But yeah, I I was way more invested this time around. I knew better. I knew that that the market had peaked. Same with stocks. I just didn't have a plan to exit. And I think you do need a plan. You're not going to just wake up one day and sell everything and walk away because you get a little bit attached to your tokens for some reason, because you're always defending yourself. You're like, oh, well, I bought this because of this. Or, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. This is going to be big one day. I, I didn't have a plan to exit. I knew, I knew that the market had peaked. Like it was, Twitter was dying. NFT liquidity was dying. Channels that I was watching were making less and less videos, less and less tweets. And I still didn't sell. But next time around, like I said, I'm going to dollar cost my average weight, my, 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 you know what, right out of there while the market's still going up. So that leads me into my next question. What's your portfolio look like right now? I should show you if you want. I have it on my phone. I would say like almost 40% in Bitcoin probably. Okay. And then and my next biggest position, I'll show you. I'll pull it up. I don't want to lie on your on your show. I don't want to mess up your channel with a bunch of lies. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I don't know. Can you see that? Oh. <laughs> What's left of it? We'll take care of that in editing. Um, <laughs> So yeah, here, here's my here's my portfolio. I'm 40%, 38% in Bitcoin, 16% uh -huh. ETH, 12% okay. Atom, and then a bunch of miscellane miscellaneous tokens. I've got a couple other, you know, Juno, Osmo, Stars are my other positions in in Cosmos that are significant. I have some ADA. I have a couple other like small small holdings, and then a little bit still in stable coins. How did you get into the Cosmos? ecosystem? I got really interested in proof of stake blockchains of 2020. And there were a couple of chains that were on my radar. Cosmos was one of them. And it's because I, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't really a great source of info. I would watch YouTube. I like coin bureau videos and Exodus wallet team. They put out a lot of good content and they periodically, they would do Cosmos videos. I like the narrative of interoperability. I don't believe that we will have separate networks going forward. I think that's impossible to, to have separate blockchains that don't communicate. Just the, the model of Cosmos makes sense. Certain, you know, application specific blockchains that can still talk to other chains makes a lot of sense to me. I don't think every blockchain will be application specific, but I bought Adam hoping that I would capture some of that value of adoption into interoperability. What ended up happening was I, I bought my Atom before a really important network upgrade mm -hmm. that other chains used as their airdrop snapshot. Oh, wow. So 
it was like February 18th, 2021 or something like that. It was like a big upgrade. I ended up getting a big Juno airdrop, a big stars airdrop and osmosis. Once I started using osmosis, I was totally sold on, on the ecosystem. A lot of the coins or bags that you have right now came to you in the form of airdrops from just holding Adam, would you say? Yeah, or at least my initial exposure. I would say Juno stars, Juno osmosis, definitely Juno stars, osmosis, you know, probably more than half what I have was just my airdrop that I got. And then I've added, you know, little here and there. You mentioned something earlier that I think was interesting that you sell a lot of your rewards. Is that something that you do every week? Do you not reinvest them? Do you have a method when it comes to farming and claiming rewards? Can you speak a little bit more about that? Sure. Well, in hindsight, it looks like it's smart to sell all your airdrops, right? Because you, you, you're going to get, the, the, the price is going to go down at some point, right? Mm-hmm. In the beginning, I was getting my airdrops. I was staking them. You know, it's never wrong, I guess, to just stake your airdrop and forget about it. But with certain airdrops, the, the APRs are really high for staking. So Evmos and the most recent one was Territory. Those airdrops, I staked them. And then I just cashed out the rewards every few days and I just bought other stuff with it. I haven't sold those initial airdrops, but I ended up being better to do it that way. Just because the staking APRs were so high, like Evmos was over a thousand for a good amount of time. Then it was over 500 forever. I think territory is like four or 500% APR now, just cashing out those rewards, putting it more towards like my higher conviction tokens, or I buy NFTs or I just hold them in stable coins. I wish I had discovered Cosmos a bit sooner. (laughs) This is still soon. You know what they say? We're still early. Everyone says that. That's like completely wrecked. And then like, we're still early, but yeah, we are. We are. You'll get a lot of airdrops. I just saw, I saw a Twitter thread today, 15 or 20 more airdrops coming. So you're, you're in the right place at the right time. Fingers crossed. Uh, When you mentioned NFTs, this brought up something to me. I think I heard you in spaces not long ago and you were talking about your wife and how she's seen maybe one or two of your videos and she thinks you own three NFTs, but you don't really think that crypto thing. Did I hear that right? You heard it right, but it, it was a little exaggeration. It's true that she's only watched like two of my videos. So I have like, a, I think 100, 120 videos. <laughs> she watched two, maybe three, maybe three. But as far as the NFTs, she knows that I have NFTs. If I just printed out all my NFTs and showed them to everyone I know, it, it probably, the reaction would not be good from anyone. So it's just, it's just my own little collection of stuff that I like. Some of it I think will be valuable. Some of it, I just bought it on impulse. And then some of it is just straight up gambling. You know, just like, you know, as a kid, I collected baseball cards. When I was a little older, I collected comic books. This is like my next, my next thing in life that I'm just kind of hoarding. Of your portfolio, how much of that is NFTs? I don't know. I don't want to know. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure my second biggest holding is is Cardano NFTs. I'm, I'm, I, if I, I, I'm, it's probably the second biggest holding. Wow. Okay. Uh, and I do have some like pretty high conviction holdings there, but I also have a lot of stuff that were just they're rugs. I paid way too much for them. I just bought them because it was like a FOMO thing or like the teams have since like disappeared. Like it's just, you know, it's, 
Yeah, I, I, I would I would say that's my second biggest holding, Cardano NFTs. Now, you don't work in crypto full-time. Can you tell us a bit about your day job? I have a regular job. I'm a teacher. I also tutor in the evenings occasionally. I tutor like SAT, ACT, stuff like that. I used to teach at a college. And then as soon as that job ended, I had a little bit of time to start my, my, my YouTube channel. So the YouTube channel, I try to do two or three videos a week. What would you say inspired you to start making YouTube videos and making content? How did you go from being a passive investor to Cosmos Joe content creator? I, I saw there was a vacuum there for beginner content. I'm a teacher, you know, technically I've been making content, you know, as my career for 12 years, 13 years, whatever it is. It's not that hard if you're already a teacher to package something. There were a couple of good YouTubers that I watched to get a lot of information on Cosmos. I just thought, I just started my own channel. I was like, you know what, let me make it. Even if it's not going to be perfect, let me start it. I could always stop if I, if I'm terrible at it or I don't like it and I'll just get better as I go along. And that's what I did. And it's, it's kind of like teaching because you have to, you have to package something and present it in a way that's, that's interesting, but also you have to account for people who maybe they're not, they're not, tech savvy at all. Maybe this is their first crypto video they're going to watch and you got to keep them interested. It's a challenge that way. And, and I try to think about all the different people that click on my video. Are they going to watch it? Yes or no. And it's the same with teaching, right? Are my students going to actually listen to the first five minutes of class or are they going to put their heads down? It's, 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 it's very similar, I would say, to, to teaching, creating lessons, things like that. I feel like when I watch your videos, you're learning and sharing the learning experience with me. And I think a good way to educate yourself is if you can teach others at the same time, right? That's the true mark of mastery. And that's yeah, and I am, and I am learning. I'm learning as I go along. It's just being documented and then repackaged as almost, you know, not all my videos are like this, but it's, it's a lesson, right? It's like, Hey, this is how you do this. This is what you need to know to get up to this point. So you can do it too. And I try to make my videos nice and short. I'm not trying to do like two hour you know, my longest video is probably 40 something minutes. I'm trying to account for, like I said, all different kinds of people are going to click. I want them to watch and get something out of it. If they click by accident, maybe I can get them to hang on for a little, a little longer than they normally would. And that's, that's the goal. What subject do you teach? I, I teach science. You teach science. Um, like what age, what age range? High school? I've taught everything from I've taught everything from second grade and now I teach adults. So I've taught seven years old up to 22. Do your students know that you're a crypto influencer? I, no, no, my students don't know anything there. Right now, my students are 18 to 22. No idea. I highly doubt they will discover me on YouTube by accident. We're, we're going to keep it that way. They might find me through your, your YouTube. They might watch your YouTube. Okay, so what advice would you give to someone who's just starting out in the crypto space and they want to get their feet wet? They're interested in learning more. Learn, do not follow the crowd. Make sure you know where you're putting your money. And I would say expect to lose like half of it right away. I would say be ready for that because there will be things that you buy and then you wake up a day later and it's you lost 50%. So if you have $1,000, how about you just play with 100? And then you could, you know, I would say dollar cost average, learn about self-custody and then keep learning the space and I would say, start with Bitcoin. I would say, just start with Bitcoin. You know, decentralized finance, it really is the wild west. You know, we, we see it now. I mean, it, it's, it's really hard for someone to wrap their head around it. So that, that would be my advice.
Okay. So I can't believe I let us chat for this long without bringing up the giant elephant in the room. Can you please walk me through the timeline of events that led a meme to become two NFT collections and a live chain? Yes, I'm talking about Just Joe. So it didn't start with me. I said in the beginning before we were recording that my strategy to build my reputation with my YouTube channel was to be doxxed. So my face is on my YouTube. I use my real picture on, on Twitter. So my face is out there. Somebody took my face, put it on Charles Hoskinson's body because they know that I, I do have a bunch of Cardano NFTs and I go into Cardano spaces. You know, it's just a JPEG. It's not a uh, NFT at this point. And a bunch of people just right clicked it and started using it. So they would, they would like follow me into spaces. And then I would look at all the people in Twitter spaces and like 15 of them would have my face. And I was like, all right, it's, it was funny. It really was funny, but, but I figured it would just stop right there. And then one day we were on a Twitter spaces and someone mentioned that they're making an NFT collection with it. I said, all right, that's funny. I figured, oh, he'll mint like a few of these. They'll use them as their PFPs. It'll be funny. Long story short, it was a uh, tenderment Timmy on, on Twitter. He, who hates NFTs. He doesn't, he only has one. He minted a thousand NFT collection of my face on Charles Hoskinson's body. And he made some variations of it. He gamified the mint. It's it minted out in like two days. I was shocked. I didn't even mint any. I, I when it first went off, I minted some in my giveaway wallet to give away. And, and then the next day it was like 58% minted. I was like, this is going to mint out. Like if you pass the halfway point, it's the collection is going to mint out. And I was like, I need to mint one for myself. So I did. It minted out like the same day or the next day. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, it's funny. People have my, my NFT. It's gamified. It's cool. But then they were like, hey, there's People a that aren't familiar with the gamified. Will you just clarify what that was? Oh, yeah. So what, what Timmy did was he made 16 variations of the NFT, but your wallet was only able to mint 10 at a time or 10 total. You needed all 16 to win the game. And then he would pay you a percentage of the mint. He ended up paying out the whole mint. So he lost money on the collection as well. So he lost money. I, I didn't lose money, but I bought some and I, I gave him all away. I got one for my then he makes a block or he's very entrenched in the cosmos ecosystem he knows everybody mm -hmm. so a developer makes a blockchain just joe dot it's just joe dot app makes mm -hmm. a blockchain it's real it exists it's like it has all the updated software stack of the cosmos ecosystem wow. liquid staking the nfts all this stuff on this chain and I'm like, you know what? This is good because this will draw attention to the Cosmos tech stack, which is totally undervalued, totally underrated. Now developers can use this chain as a test net. It's a main net, but you could use it as a test net, deploy some smart contracts or some apps. Mm -hmm. See, people, We could play around with it and then they could migrate it to a regular chain. Great. Like two days later, he mints another collection of like 5,000 NFTs. So that's like beyond the halfway point of minting he made a hundred i don't know how many different ones 150 different i don't know i don't know we haven't seen them all yet so i'm like holy christ what are people why are people buying this i'm definitely going to get blamed for you know people losing money which are my dms starting like this week people start dming me telling me i'm scamming them and all that
So yeah, so there's two collections. My face is on the NFTs. I never thought that my face would be the like on a, like a web three anything. I'm not the prototypical like, you know, 20 something year old moon boy TikTok person, right? But yeah, I have two NFT collections. And now to go further into the absurd, Do Kwan has my face as his PFP, definitely doesn't know who I am, has no idea I'm a real person. I can't comment on any of his stuff because he's not my friend on Twitter or he's not following me on Twitter. So it just, it would like started off really small. It was funny, a group of like 15 people, it escalated. Every time I went anywhere, like my feed was full of people with my face as the PFP. I was like, oh my God, I'm like, it's funny. But then I'm like, what if I wanted to stop this? I would never be able to. Like now, you know, do not send pictures to people on DMs. Don't, don't put like your real face unless you have like really thick skin online. It was very interesting. I think it was like a social experiment that turned into a blockchain, two NFT collections. And now like Do Kwan, who is basically... Mr. DeFi 2022, right? I mean, there's no one that, that whose name has been out there more in, in DeFi. He has my face on his PFP. So I'm trying to get in touch with him, but we'll see. We'll talk, we'll, we'll try to get him on my channel. Yeah, it's really taken on a life of its own. That was going to be my next question is what yeah. was possibly running through your mind when you saw that Do Kwan changed his PFP to be uh, Joe, oh, I, didn't, I didn't know. I Someone told me while I was on Twitter spaces, I hang on Twitter spaces and they're like, have you seen Joe Kwan? And I said, what are you like, what are you talking about? Like Do Kwan, did you see Do Kwan's PFP? And in my head, I'm like, oh no, I don't follow him. So I go, I look, I, I just couldn't believe it. It's funny because he doesn't know that I'm a real person, right? <laughs> I mean, I was watching one of your videos and you were talking about having a lot of similarities with Doquan. I have one similarity with Doquan. I have two, love well, two. We both have crypto. I think he's a Bitcoin maxi deep down. I think, I think he's, I think he's like heavy, like, like he knows Bitcoin will be here a lot longer than these proof of stake networks, which I believe also, but I used to live in South Korea and that's where he's from. Interesting. My first teaching job was in South Korea. I didn't have a teaching license and they gave me a visa to go work over there. So in your opinion, why do you think the Joe NFTs and Joe chain was so successful and caught as much traction as it did? Number one is definitely boredom. I think the bear market's boring. We have to make our own entertainment. It just so happened that I was the source of the entertainment. I think people that know me know that I could definitely take a joke. I don't mind being like the like the the target of the um, the meme or or the laughing. I could definitely take it. I think it's funny too. I definitely would think it was funnier if it was someone else. But I I think that those are probably the two biggest factors. And just like the irony of you know probably half my content's NFT related. It's just you know almost every time I do a spaces, it's NFT themed. I don't have an NFT collection. I'm not an artist. I'm not a developer. Yeah, I think I think probably like the perfect storm. It was it, it it was just if this happened like three months ago, I don't think anyone would care. And if it happened like three months later, I don't think anyone would care. It just it just all came together with the right personalities because this all happened on a Twitter space. I was on the Twitter space, but I wasn't really paying attention to what was happening. But they were discussing it, you know, on the Twitter space. Hey. Can you do this? I'm, I'm making an NFT collection. Hey, send me this. And I'm like, all right, these guys are going to make like 20 NFTs. 
no, they made a, a thousand and then like another, another 5,000. It's like, there's like 6,000 NFTs of this out there. I, I, you have a good point. What I think is so interesting is they were actually working on Twitter spaces and people were bouncing yeah. ideas around with each other live. And I was listening the night that the first collection minted out and they were giving each other ideas and the movement it grew organically and people were changing their profile picture and you could feel the excitement and you could feel the momentum. I remember I went to bed and I woke up and there was a just Joe chain and I qualified for an airdrop because I had a snapshot from minting the night before I woke up and the floor was at 10 X from the mint price. And these things kept happening and happening. And there was momentum. Everyone has a skill, right? And every single person who had one of these skills had a part in this. If I was involved in this, I don't think it would have done so well, right? It, it was like, oh, here's two developers that, you know, to be honest, the developers, it was, it was Reese and Putmos, who's anonymous. They must have had this stuff ready to go. They just needed to, a reason to deploy it. Uh -huh. And it just worked out. And then you have Tenderman Timmy, who knows everybody in Cosmos because he's very, he's very focused on onboarding and engagement and, and education surrounding blockchain and cosmos then you have the meme masters right yeah. you have like racks and and wrecked gang and and terra terra spaces so it was like the perfect storm i had no part of it really i just had to sit back and i could be kept in the dark and it just it, it worked i think that in the end everyone's going to switch their pfps back to what they were right eventually i'm sorry if you're watching this and you have a whole bunch of these nfts these nfts are going to be like 10 stars on the secondary market. I'm happy that they made the chain, right? Because the chain can be used to showcase the tech that is directly to, linked to like all of our bags, right? <laughs> Forget the NFTs. It, it like this is this is a, such a an endorsement for this interoperable Cosmos software stack. And that, I think that's the most important thing. So just to kind of finish off on that. The chain, I think you mentioned, is going to be used as a test net. Is that the plan? Moving yeah, forward? well, it's a main net, but they're going to use it as like a canary chain. It looks like transfers, cross-chain transfers in one direction. Mm -hmm. So you will not be able to use those airdrop tokens to actually make money. But if applications deploy, you'll be able to use the tokens the same way you would on any other chain. That's what it looks like. Don't hold me to it. I saw screenshots of what they're building today and I, I can't believe it. It's there's there's a full liquid staking application built in. There are going to be NFTs. There's something called token factory. So projects can deploy on the chain and make their own tokens. Uh, a couple other things that I'm missing. Wait, are you giving us Joe Chain Alpha right now? Yeah, there's a DEX. Like this is this is serious. It's gonna be basically a blockchain, like a living blockchain with validator set, governance, liquid staking, some interoperable abilities, not full, because you will not be able to move those tokens off the chain to sell them. There's going to be no, no exit liquidity for that. But yeah, that's it. That's Cosmos. Just make chains for fun on the, on the weekend. So you spend a lot of time in the crypto world. Yep. You probably don't have a lot of free time, but when you do, what are some things you like to do for fun? Yeah, I don't have that much free time. It's, uh, I have two jobs and then this takes a lot of time. I have kids too. It's, it's, I have no free time. I like summertime. I do try to go fishing quite a bit. I watch sports. I'm, 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 I used to be a huge baseball fan. Now I just watch it occasionally. What else? What else? 
I mean, that's it. I mean, a lot of my cousins and friends, you know, we have kids similar age. We, we get together. I do have a family trip every year. Would like to do that more than once a year, but day to day, week to week right now with the amount of free time that I have, not many things get planned long-term, yeah. but yeah, I would say just those couple of things keep me going and a bunch of friends that I've been friends with since early elementary school. And, you know, even today we got together for a little bit. And that's one of the things that's been like a constant, no matter how busy that we all get, we get together, we live kind of near each other still. And yeah. What's your favorite Joe NFT? Ah, oh, man. I like my favorite one is the, is, is the working at McDonald's. That's, that's so funny. I think it's so, no, sorry. It's that one. And the one that's the janitor, the posture is just so confident and holding a mop. I love it. I really do. I, really I don't do. think I've seen the janitor one. <laughs> so funny. The McDonald's and the janitor. I don't know why it reminds me. It reminds me of coming to America, I think. And uh, that's one of my favorite movies and it, but it's my face. Those are my two favorites. Definitely. Definitely. Who is your Web3 crush? Web3 crush? Jeez. <laughs> Can we come back to this one? Unless you prefer the question, who do you simp on the most on crypto Twitter? That's the same question, pretty much. What is simp? What is simp? Simp. Like, oh, uh, edit, edit this out. Edit this part out. Oh, no, no. I will I'm going to go through all of it with a fine. I'm just kidding. I don't care. I do, I do subscribe and watch a, a crypto channel. One of the probably the best channel that I that I subscribe to is is Crypto Casey. Her channel's the best. I guess I guess that's my crypto crush. If that if that qualifies, that qualifies. We'll take okay. it. Okay. Okay. Cosmos or Cardano? Oh, Cosmos. Cosmos. Yeah, yeah. That's not a hard question. Well, you told me that your Cardano NFTs are your second biggest bag. Oh, I I Cardano NFTs to me were like are such an addiction. Their their NFT scene is is exploding or has exploded but i would say realistically speaking i think in two to three years i think cosmos ecosystem is going to be where it's at DeFi or nfts DeFi has been discouraging um I, i'll go with nfts NFT? i think nfts are untapped and DeFi, like during the bear market all we see is the negative so yeah i'll go with nfts team wrecked or team rack Oh, I'm Team Rack. Lunch with Doquan or dinner with SBF? I'll take lunch with Doquan. SBF to me is like not even a real person. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that is. So mm -hmm. yeah, give me, give me Doquan any day of the week. Complete the sentence. Just Joe is ah, strange. <laughs> Very strange. From the horse's mouth, you heard it. Mm, it is. All right. So just a couple last words. What excites you the most about the future of Web3? I think that the biggest thing that excites me is that there will be parts of the world that absolutely need this technology. You know, I live in the United States. You know, there's a bank on every corner and I know that most of the world does not have that privilege. So yeah, I think just seeing adoption of financial services is probably what I would say is the, mm -hmm. like, just keeps me going. I know it has to happen. And I think that Web3 provides that via, you know, crypto blockchain and, uh, and DeFi. And you're one of the people still here. Last thing, what's the one thing that you wish people knew about you or they hope they take away from watching this interview? I guess number one, I'm just learning like everybody else. I just, you know, my YouTube is basically documenting me being very curious. 
I hope they'll check out one or two of my videos and see that. I don't know everything. I make a ton of mistakes with buying and selling tokens, NFTs every day, every week, just trying to get smarter, get better, and just be more on top of the entire space. I have questions for you, if you don't mind, oh. just to give it a little bit of a twist. I told my audience that I'll make this very interesting just to make oh. sure I'm not a boring guest. Is that okay? Oh, they've already been warned about this. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have to, I have to, I have to make this interesting. I don't want to, I don't want to be like the boring guest on your, uh, on your YouTube, when you get to like guest number 100, are you all right? I have questions for you. We'll start, we'll start easy and then we'll, we'll move into the more serious questions. All right. Whoa. All right. Number one is coffee or tea? Coffee. Okay. Number two, ledger or treasure? Ledger. All right. Uh, number three, sushi or Mexican? Sushi. All right. Th those are the easy questions. I just warmed you up. There you all go. Right. Let's, uh, I love it. I'm nervous. <laughs> all right. Um, the next place you want to visit for a vacation? Oh. Egypt. Egypt. All right. What's your favorite Joe NFT? My favorite Joe NFT is the Do Kwan Eyes. <laughs> All right. Those are the easy questions. Now these are these are the really hard ones. Actually, no, I take that back. I remember when I was minting my first 10 Joes, my first 10 OG. You minted more than me. <laughs> I minted 10, but I had to move a bunch of rewards around and, and different money around to be able to get to 10 in, in the wallet. And I minted nine and I didn't get anything good. And on the very last one, I had just moved enough stars around. I minted a Diljo and I was so excited. I remember getting on spaces and screaming to the world. I minted a dildo and <sighs> good times. That was it. Well, everyone has their favorite NFT. So that one goes on the ledger and that's the one you would never sell for any price. That one's priceless to me. All right. I got, I got some tough questions here. This will, this might be like a, like a continuation of your first video, getting to know Jade. I think this will, this will be even better for the audience. Hope you don't edit this out. I think this is going to be good for YouTube. Um, all right, ready? You get a free ticket to Cosmoverse. You sit front row, right? Mm -hmm. You're next to the two people that you admire the most. What do you wear to day one Cosmoverse? What am I wearing? I'm wearing. What am I? I you put me under pressure. This this is this is the yellow card. This is the yellow card. I would be wearing a professional but cute dress. Got it. Okay. That's acceptable. Maybe um, right. depending on how much walking was involved. Okay. All right. Number two, another, another hypothetical. Okay. You get asked to do a weekly podcast or live stream uh, with a fellow content creator. Who do you choose as your co-star for your show? I choose Joe. Me. Oh, sign me up for that right now. Last question. This, uh, is, the, this is the toughest one. Okay. Toughest one. On Twitter spaces, you're on Twitter spaces a lot like I am. There are lots of voices on Twitter spaces with no face, just a PFP, uh -huh. right? Who's, whose voice or accent do you find most attractive and makes you really wonder what they actually look like? This is probably the easiest question. Is it really? <laughs> this is the easiest question that you could have asked me. Uh, I thought it was the hardest one. 
Uh, it's the easiest question for me. I'm a very auditory person. So voice is important to me. I love Coach Bruce's voice. I think it's fantastic. And I could listen to him talk for hours. I hope he's watching long enough to get to this <laughs> point in the video. Uh, if you watch the last one, I talked about who I simp on the most on crypto Twitter. And uh, it was a tie. He was one of them. So. That is true. That is true. No. Well, thanks for letting me flip the interview on you. You really caught me off guard there. I was not expecting that. I have to uh, have to make the YouTube entertaining. Some hard-hitting questions there. I thought for a long time for those questions, but you 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 came through like a champ. So I appreciate it. You're a good sport. Did I? Well, thank you. You know, practice makes perfect. But I think perhaps a live stream could be interesting. Sign me up for a live stream. I'll do weekly, monthly, whatever, and we'll we'll have some fun. Yeah. Joe, thank you so much for taking the time to come chat with me today. I really appreciate you being my first ever guest, despite me still going through the learning curve of making these YouTube videos. I also appreciate that little zinger you gave me there at the end of the surprise questions, keeping me on my toes. You have great energy, but you're also genuine, honest, authentic. And I think that really comes through in your YouTube videos as well, which is why I do believe you'll be very successful. If you guys want to follow Joe, which I highly suggest you do for his educational and informative content, I will link to his Twitter and YouTube pages below. With that being said, I do hope you've enjoyed getting to know Joe on this week's episode of Behind the PFP, and I will see you next time. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.